Shalom. Welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is the 17th of March. It's Friday. On the Hebrew calendar, it's the 24th of Adar. Our Torah portions for today, or the Parsha, are Vayachal, He Assembled, and Pekude, meaning the countings. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless and thank God for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Amen. Today, our Torah portion is going to be in Exodus chapter 39, verses 22 through 43. This is Shemot. As you find your place, I'll give you just a moment. He made the robe of the ephod of woven work, all blue. The opening of the robe in the middle of it was like the opening of a coat of mail, with a binding around its opening, that it should not be torn. They made on the skirts of the robe pomegranates of blue, purple, scarlet, and twined linen. They made bells of pure gold and attached the bells between the pomegranates on the hem of the robe. All around between the pomegranates, a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, around the skirts of the robe to minister in, as the Lord commanded Moses. They made the tunics of fine linen of woven work for Aaron and for his sons, and the turban of fine linen, and the linen headbands of fine linen, the linen trousers of fine twined linen, the sash of fine twined linen, blue, purple, and scarlet, the work of a weaver, as the Lord commanded Moses. They made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote on it an inscription like the engravings of a signet, holy to the Lord. They tied to it a blue cord to fasten it on the turban above, as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting was finished. The sons of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So they did. They brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent with all its furniture, its clasps, its boards, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, the covering of ram's skins dyed red, the covering of sea cow hides, the parakeet of the screen, the ark of the covenant with its poles, the mercy seat, the table, all its vessels, the oil for the light, the golden altar, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, the screen for the door of the tent, the bronze altar, 
its grating of bronze, its poles, all of its vessels, the basin and its base, the hangings of the court, its pillars, its sockets, the screen for the gate of the court, its cords, its pins, and all the instruments of the service of the tabernacle for the tent of meeting, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the Kohen, and the garments of his sons to minister as Kohanim, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So the sons of Israel did all the work. Moses saw all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. They had done so, and Moses blessed them. And that concludes our Torah readings for today. Now we're going to read from the prophets, and this is in Isaiah, or Yeshayahu, chapters 17 and 18. The Burden of Damascus Behold, Damascus will cease from being a city. It will become a fallen ruin. The cities of Aurora are forsaken. They will be for flocks, which shall lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. The fortress shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They will be as the glory of the sons of Israel." says the Lord Savaot. It will happen in that day that the glory of Jacob will be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh will become lean. It will be like when the harvester gathers the wheat, and his arm reaps the grain. It will be like when one gleans grain in the valley of Rephaim. Yet gleanings will be left there, like the shaking of an olive tree, two or three olives in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outermost branches of a fruitful tree, says the Lord, the God of Israel. In that day, people will look to their maker, and their eyes will have respect for the Holy One of Israel. They will not look to the altars, the work of their hands, neither shall they respect that which their fingers have made, either the Asherah poles or the incense altars. In that day their strong cities will be like the forsaken places in the woods and on the mountaintop, which were forsaken from before the sons of Israel. And it will be a desolation, for you have forgotten the God of your salvation, and have not remembered the rock of your strength. Therefore you plant pleasant plants and set out foreign seedlings. In the day of your planting you hedge it in, and in the morning you make your seed blossom. But the harvest flees away in the day of grief and of desperate sorrow. Ah, the uproar of many peoples who roar like the roaring of the seas and the rushing of nations that rush like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations will rush like the rushing of many waters, but he will rebuke them and they will flee far off 
and will be chased like the shaft of the mountains before the wind and like the whirling dust before the storm. At evening, behold, terror. Before the morning, they are no more. This is the portion of those who plunder us and the lot of those who rob us. Now in chapter 18 of Yeshayahu. Woe to the land shaded by wings, which is beyond the rivers of Cush, that sends ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of papyrus on the waters, saying, Go, you swift messengers, to a nation tall and smooth, to a people terrible from their beginning onward, a nation powerful and oppressive, whose land the rivers divide. All you inhabitants of the world and you dwellers on the earth, when a banner is lifted up on the mountains, look. When the shofar is blown, listen. For the Lord said to me, I will be still and I will see in my dwelling place like clear heat and sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is over and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks, and he will cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will be left together for the ravenous birds of the mountains and for the animals of the earth. The ravenous birds will eat them in summer, and all the animals of the earth will eat them in the winter. In that time, a present will be brought to the Lord Savaot from a people tall and smooth, from a people terrible from their beginning onward, a nation powerful and oppressive whose land the rivers divide, to the place of the name of the Lord Savaot, Mount Zion. And this concludes our readings in Yeshayahu. We're moving on from the prophets into the writings. Today's readings in the writings are in Proverbs chapter 13 or Mishli chapter 13. A wise son listens to his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. By the fruit of his lips, a man enjoys good things, but the unfaithful crave violence. He who guards his mouth guards his soul. One who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the desire of the diligent shall be fully satisfied. A righteous man hates lies, but a wicked man brings shame and disgrace. Righteousness guards the way of integrity. But wickedness overthrows the sinner. There are some who pretend to be rich yet have nothing. There are some who pretend to be poor yet have great wealth. 
The ransom of a man's life is his riches, but the poor hear no threats. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. Only by pride comes contention, but wisdom is with people who take advice. Wealth gained dishonestly dwindles away, but he who gathers by hand makes it grow. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when longing is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Whoever despises instruction will pay for it, but he who reveres a mitzvah will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a spring of life, to turn from the snares of death. Good understanding wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Every prudent man acts from knowledge, but a fool exposes folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador is health. Poverty and shame come to him who refuses discipline, but he who heeds correction shall be honored. Longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. But it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. One who walks with wise men grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Misfortune pursues sinners, but prosperity rewards the righteous. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored for the righteous. An abundance of food is in the fields of the poor but injustice sweeps it away. One who spares the rod hates his son, but one who loves him is careful to discipline him. The righteous one eats to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked goes hungry. This finishes our readings in the writings, and now we're going to go to our last portion It is in the Apostles, and we're reading today from Acts, continuing in chapter 12. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hands to oppress some of the assembly, and he killed Jacob, the brother of Johanan, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Judeans, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This was during the days of Matzah. When he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of four soldiers each to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after Pesach. Peter, therefore, was kept in the prison, but constant prayer was made by the assembly to God for him. On the same night, when Herod was about to bring him out, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door kept the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Stand up quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Put on your cloak and follow me. 
And he went out and followed him, and he did not know what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. When Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I truly know that the Lord has sent out his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from everything the Jewish people were expecting. Thinking about that, he came to the house of Miriam, the mother of Johanan, who was called Mark, where many were gathering together and were praying. And when Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, she did not open the gate for joy, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing in front of the gate. But they said to her, You are out of your mind. But she insisted that it was so. So they said, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened and saw him, they were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand, To be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, Tell these things to Jacob and to the brothers. And he departed and went to another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and did not find him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace, because their country depended on the king's country for food. And on an appointed day, Herod dressed himself in royal clothing, sat on the throne, and gave a speech to them. And the people shouted, The voice of a god and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God increased and multiplied, and Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their service, also taking with them Johanan, who was called Mark. And this concludes our readings in the Apostles. If you're going to be reading through the Apostles twice in this cycle, please also read Revelation chapter 6 today. Thank you so much for reading along with us here at Daily Bread for Busy Moms. It is so much fun and just a wonderful opportunity to all come together and acknowledge God's word and truth and read it together. I am Sarah Ruth. I've been your reader today. Shalom until next time. Thank you.